Welcome ready to Comedy on Edge presents a chat show. I'm your host, Mark Williamson. Seizure, we just recorded an episode with Reg D. Hunter and his mate, Cash Seth. What did we talk about? Uh, we did a whole bunch of stuff. We talked about movies, uh, politics, uh, more movies. Uh, what else do we do? Uh, comedy in LA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Um, it was quite fun. And I think Reg had a little love letter for Gina Reinhardt, didn't he? I don't know if it was a love letter, more like a seduction letter. It was, or it might be a sedition letter. We might get sued over it. So, ladies and gentlemen, you want to hear what Reg D. Hunter said to Gina Reinhardt? Tune in. So, I get, oh, I guess to get there, seizure, hit the music. Welcome, ready to Comedy on Edge presents a chat show. I'm your host, Mark Williamson. We're live in Edge HQ. On the dials is our third or fourth or fifth rated sound guy. How are you, Seizure? Fuck you. Like my usual intro, That's fuck you. That's your usual yeah, intro, yeah, yeah. Well, usually I cut it out, but you know, the fa- I, I like the... Can you hear me in the microphones? Yeah, I can you know, hear you It's all time. clear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not, I noticed you're twiddling with the dials. You're not going to fuck it up again? No, 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 no. Oh, no. oh uh, that's good. Yeah. You did okay with the Will Savince episode. That was pretty, well, was pretty yeah. good. I was you using know? my technology, not, not, not yours. That's I'm not right. used to this outdated uh, software. It only took like three hours of post-editing to just get get the sound yeah, levels but, fine. Yeah, that, but, you that's know. how I roll. So I roll. it's good we had you back. And we've got, we've got two guests here, ladies and gentlemen. We've got, we've got a gentleman I haven't seen in a couple of years. He's UK-based American comedian. He's very funny. Mr. Reg D. Hunter. How are you, buddy? Probably better than I deserve. How are you doing? Than, well, that's good. It's, it's good. To, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a strong minute, man. It has. I know. It's been, you know, we, we saw you at the hotel and it was like, oh, where's he gone? Here he is. <laughs> and you've brought a mate along, Cash Seth. How are you, mate? How are you doing? Good. Is this your debut podcast? Yeah, pretty much. I don't, I don't think anyone's heard my voice before. So, you know. Oh, wow. This is a first. Well, with seizure on the sound, there's high likely they won't hear it. So, you know, we're, we're playing a risk there. Rizzo, so welcome, welcome. Thank now, you. Reg, we, it's been three years since you've been since you've been to Australia. What's what's been in the whole? Too busy in other parts of the world, or? Yes, there's been danger and trouble and um, forces, dark forces that have been trying to take over the earth comedically, and so I've been on the other side of the earth trying to defend the world from that. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. It's good you come here because we need you. We've got a prime minister who's pretty intent on sending us back to the Stone Age. So I've been hearing some things about that. I ain't been back to this side because I thought y'all ain't need nothing. Y'all had sun. Y'all had lots of sea- seafood. Y'all had Japanese people here. What y'all need, man? I don't know. Well, <laughs> well, you'd think we'd have all that, but you know, there's a budget emergency this week. We've, I don't know if you've, you, yeah, you've travelled, you've lived in a fair amount of the world. Like, how do you see Australia as the country? Do you see it as sort of you know, in comparison to probably the UK, like you're right, we are pretty blessed with you know our natural resources. Yep. How do I see y'all? I think Australia is very, very beautiful. It's a very, very beautiful place. I think that because all the times Australians ask me what I think of it, they ask me all the time what I think of this place. And it's like <laughs> <laughs> we're very insecure. Well, it's like it's like you're searching for the one guy who will think it's not cool here. We found him. He thinks it's shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't um, like anything. So. You don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, I do find Australians a bit hard to pierce. I mean, uh, I mean, very pleasant, very easy to get along with, but um, they're underneath, and I can't, I can't get a sense of y'all underneath. But then, certain Australians have told me that you know, there's nothing there, mate. 
So I don't, I don't, I don't know what the. That sounded very Brendan Burns. In that. I spent a lot of time around. I can, I can understand that. So you've, you've been, you've been over in because you, you, you've been based in the UK for a fair amount of time, and you've just gone over back to America for the last couple of years, or. No, for a couple of a couple of three months. Oh, three months. Yeah. Oh, that Wikipedia I read was wrong. <laughs> I mean, that Wikipedia is the source of some of my troubles. It's, it, oh. it, it wrote uh, apparently it wrote that I was um, in Tales from the Crypt, and I had a lot of people asking me, "Are you really in Tales from the Crypt?" I was like, "Nigga, I'm still in high school." <laughs> <laughs> there goes my third question of the day because it does say on there it's like Tales, I think '92 Tales from the Crypt. And it's got like nothing to 2005. Yeah, it's just like, but they, they pay real good at Tales of the Crypt. <laughs> yeah, the commission checks keep rolling in, so. You know. But then um, the, the, the Wikipedia page alleges that my mother abused me, which I never say it, but my sisters and brothers, they read that, and it's like, so they, they got some resentment about me towards that, and um, some other sideways thing they said. But I realized that I told my sister. I said until I, I write the definitive book or the uh, definitive gay Broadway musical, <laughs> then it's it's just it, people gonna write what they write, and it's gonna come out the way they want it to. Yeah, it's a bit funny with Wikipedia because anyone could go on there and edit it. Like mm. you know, I saw today Seizure had added in that he was your opening act for your new world tour, and I was like, that's a bit unusual. So you know, don't worry, I've took that out. You know, I know, man. I was on Wikipedia the other day and they said Seizure was a comedian. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got to start as well. Okay, well it's just it's so easy, and you don't give any resistance. It's like, oh my god. Oh, but, I'll get you back in other ways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you just turn it, turn the volume back yeah, up? No. <laughs> <laughs> One thing Wikipedia will never say, Seizure's a good sound guy. That's for sure. <laughs> I'll take that to the grave. Well, well yeah. The way, you, the way you're living, buddy, that won't be that long. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's just like, I don't know, if, have we mentioned on the podcast I before? I don't think we have. No. Did you know how, he was pretty sick. Yeah, uh, yeah. He told me the other night, man. Was, yeah. Was, and Seizure done whooped deaf ass more times than John Wayne. I know. <laughs> I love the fact that he had half his bowel, was it half your bowel removed? Yep. Or, yeah. Yeah, so for those who don't know, he had cancer and had a tumor removed. And I like the fact that on fa- I logged into Facebook the other day, and there you are eating a one kilo burrito. It was... It was a challenge. I had to do it. You're trying to bring cancer back a th- you know, second time? Oh, uh, I was playing a smart. I did it. I did a vegetarian one. No meat. So... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. A yeah. kilo of veg... Yeah. yeah. Goes out quicker. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like a shitty proposition. <laughs> <laughs> so you weren't invited. You, you weren't up for the one kilo burrito challenge. <laughs> no, we just. I mean, we 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 just didn't do it. it was, and then plus, um, CJ sold it to us like we get this uh, great um, wrestling mask if we ate it. But he already got a mask like that. Yeah, no, I got it from Mexico. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the burritos are real. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to be a man to eat those. <laughs> <laughs> so, what yeah, did you say? So you, you got the mask? Got the mask, yep. yep. Um, very proud of it. Uh, How much did the burrito cost? Um, it was supposed to be $22, but we had our former sound guy, Josh, set it up for us because um, El Jaguar, who is one of the acts, um, did a little promo there. So, we all got free burritos and free masks. So that was cool. Well, that's pretty well, impressive. So they got free burrito, they got free masks without having to do the burrito challenge. Well, we, we did the challenge, but you didn't have to complete it. I completed it. Josh completed it. Or Jaguar couldn't. So. But they got masks anyway. Yeah. 
You can buy the masks. No, no. You can't buy them. You have to earn them. Because we went through the market. Yeah, eat some of a burrito. (laughs) Big shout out to Mad Max. Mad Max. Mad Max for organizing this. Because the marketing manager set it up. Uh, you know, they like you guys. Yeah, you guys are fine. Everyone else, though, if you don't complete it, you go on the Facebook Wall of Shame. If you complete it, you get the mask and you get to go on the Wall of Fame. When did they start this whole whole promotion? Three years ago. I Three think. years ago. Yeah. Sounded like the advent of the Food Network to me. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, man versus food. That rates. Let's do that. Well, well soon food's gonna win. Yeah. And you gotta wonder how many men you know have been sick afterwards. They've been colonized. <laughs> Colonization is a big thing in the West. <laughs> Considering Josh, the former sound guy, used to work at Mad Max, and I don't think they parted on terror on great ways. No. I'm amazed any of you lived through that free one kilo well, burrito. Oh, you, got, you have to see Josh's face. He was like he had that meat glaze on his face, and he was just like, oh, I can't do this because he was he was taking his time with it. Any food challenge, you know you don't stop. You just got to keep eating and eating and eating. And Josh decided to stop halfway and continue on. And then he had this look of regret on his face. It was perfect. <laughs> I think we've got photos on it. Yeah, but that's Josh's life, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like he wakes up in the morning, looks in the but mirror. See, if he regret. ate it as fast as you say he should have, mm-hmm. then he would have ate it before he realized he was full. Mm-hmm. And that look of regret would have been in his ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. He, he still has that. Um, yeah, this morning. Yeah. wasn't The smell from the bathroom was... Yeah. Okay. So, oh. so, so Mad, so Mad <laughs> Max, that's a play of Mad Max, right? Oh, Because oh, oh, I, I got like images of like walking in and you got like Mel Gibson from number two and number one serving you and the manager's like Tina Turner, Tina Turner from Thunderdome and you know, you get like in... In uh, in restaurant entertainment with the Thunderdome, so well, like, you know two men enter, one man leave. But technically, in uh, in Thunderdome, it was three men because you had that little guy on the top of the big guy, right? Good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, it's uh, got nothing to do with that. No, okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. all right. Well, it's just they got the Mexican wrestle theme, and that's it. Then you can edit that out. <laughs> no, no. I think you've just given them a new promo when they need to redo their stores. You, you should be going, we'll, we'll tap a meeting this up. Josh has got connections. Especially you might have the... just solved a million dollar idea. Here. I just thought you Australians were big dreamers, you know? Oh, we are. <laughs> <You> but t- <laughs> we don't have that imagination to come. Well, Mel Gibson, he's, he's in the bad books with us at the moment. I don't think... I don't I think, think, think you should take him back. I don't think you should like... Well, like, I don't think like, we like cut him loose. Like Russell Crowe. I mean, you know... Well, he, is he sitting in the bad books about that Jewish thing? Yeah. He's... Man, that happened like 5,000 years ago, man. What y'all <laughs> just hit here we only just found oh. out about it we're a bit behind you know it was you know we're like he said what I think we're more insulted by the fact that he called us sugar tits it was you know come on you're an Aussie you could come up with something better than that but you say with, well, with Russell Crowe he's a funny one because he's, he's New Zealand he's not Australian like he grew up like so. It's when he's in the when he's in the good books. It's like oh, that New Zealand. When, when he's the bad oh the bad no, books. Yeah, yeah, bad books is New Zealand. Yeah. Good books is Australia. It's like oh, Russell's got a new movie called Noah. Oh, he's a great Australian. Then people see it and go, yeah, he's a New Zealander. We'll just shuffle that off. Have you we, seen Noah? No, no. It's you no. guys seen it? Yeah, yeah. What did you guys think? I thought it was really good. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, yeah. it's not by Aronofsky, isn't it? Hmm? Aronofsky. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like his movies, but I don't know. This one has no appeal to me. Good because. You're Muslim? No. 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 <laughs> Shut up. No. <laughs> we better go, sees. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Awkward. No, it's just, I don't know, like, uh, anything biblical, I just don't. Like, the last biblical movie I saw was Passion of the Christ, and that was because my friends wanted to see Because that just it. came out last week. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And what really annoyed me about Passion of the Christ, though, we, we saw it in cinema. They had no previews beforehand, so there was no point for me to see the movie at all. It just went straight into the film, and I'm like, really? This is just what we're watching. 
Really? So if you don't get you don't get a record records a number of trailers, you exactly. feel cheated. Exactly. Okay. Because yeah. right. the trailers are sometimes better than the movie you watch. At least mm. you can go, oh, well, at least that trailer looks cool. Well, do you like Transformers? No. No? Oh, man. Do you, yeah. you even like the robots of Transformers? I like the right. robots in Transformers. Well, I then you like Noah. Okay. Really? <laughs> the Ark transforms? Yeah, man. Oh, wow. I heard about the rock monsters. The ro- yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. They're I'm pretty a- good. Well, I'll, wait, I'll wait for it on, uh, to- I mean, DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see Gravity? Gravity was sick. I like that one. Yep. Yeah. I, uh... I, th- I think I saw a different version of it because mm-hmm. uh, the version I saw, what it was about was what could happen when a man and woman come together to save her life. Um, it's a very consistent theme in the movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, a man um, does best he can to help everybody. And um, we call them, we have a category of movies for them now. We call them Now He Dead movies. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga was floating in space doing what he's supposed to do. Now he dead. <laughs> well, I don't know. Do we do spoilers here or we don't? Uh, oh, we I think, I think spoilers, well, it's yeah. funny. Last episode of the podcast, we were discussing this. Spoiler, like, pro, Ryan, our normal sound guy, posed a question. How soon is too soon to spoil something? One year. I say. One year? I say one year. What do you guys say? Like, I think for me, Gravity, I haven't seen Gravity, but I know, I pretty much guess, I think someone alluded to it on a chat show, what happened. Yeah. So I, I, don't, mean, I don't think you've spoiled it much more. It's, it's not like a plot, it's not like a plot driven film. Yeah. It's not like the Sixth Sense where yeah, like, he's just, dead? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and like, it's no one at shit, right? There's no one Oscars and everything. Oh, yeah, like yeah. This is the one that's won like lots. And like everyone else has just had like a, a kind of a shit truck look, you know, like the hit by a train. <gasps> I think. I don't know. I think this. I don't know this. Gravity. Gravity. <laughs> well, what about Red? Your current show. What's the title of it called? Oh, 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 oh uh, Wake and Slate. Now, is it? Seizure was telling me beforehand it's a play on an Australian words from an Australian film. Yeah. Which film? Because I hadn't heard the film that. You know, that's how that's how I find it. That a lot of Australians. Haven't heard about this great Australian movie. Was it banned in Australia for a time? No, it just it was. Basically it was just forgotten. banished. It was just forgotten. It, it was just, banished. Yeah, wow. Basically, it was mine. School says you rescued it. It was like I remember this film from this festival like ages ago. Mm. Let's find it. They, <laughs> they re-released it last year, um, but to a very small run. Uh, it was one of those movies where it came out during the seventies, eighties uh, Australia exploitation films, um, but then Australia decided to go. No, nah, we're not doing those type of movies anymore. And they did all serious dra- coming to age dramas, which sucked and killed the industry. But um, that exploitation stuff is slowly coming back with Wolf Creek and Wolf Creek Two, obviously. What's the movie? Sorry, what's the movie called? Uh, Wake and Fright. Wake and Fright. Wake and yeah. Fright is isn't really exploitation. I mean, it is kind of horror. Yeah. In that kind of sense, where this man is in this town, uh, which is totally strange to him, and everyone seems to be killing him slowly with um, male. <laughs> male camaraderie. <laughs> yes, it's like it's like it's, an intense male camaraderie in the outback. Yeah, and it's it, and, it, and like it's, it's the horror is not in anything like you see today. It's, it's 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 more of a horror of the inner self and a horror of you know finding yourself in a circumstance that you just don't know how to extricate yourself from. It's just, but yeah. Yeah, we can't spoil that one. I don't we can't spoil it. Actually, no, yeah, no, we no, shouldn't no. spoil it. I, I, I never heard of the movie. Like, 
Yeah, you'd think like a movie. I'm starting to think that that was a plan. That they didn't maybe, want... maybe they just didn't release it here. Maybe maybe it's actually Austrian <laughs> no. and they just... Or they just they, they forgot to release it. They just <laughs> forgot. They, they actually called it Outback in the States. Outback. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, you know. Ah, uh, uh, and that's what they spun off the Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> was there blooming onions in it? <laughs> I don't know. I think there might be like a twos-up game in the corner somewhere. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, you, you know, I highly recommend it. Get the DVD and even listen to the commentary track. You'll find some very interesting things. Is there any name actors in it? Or is there... Um, Chips Rafferty. Chips, Chips Rafferty. Rafferty. We love Chips Rafferty. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, Gary Bond is in it. Um, he's an English, English actor. Yeah, he's an English actor. Yeah. But uh, you, you look at him, you see him, you go, oh, yeah. He's sort of like, um, he was sort of like Richard Chamberlain was before Richard Chamberlain existed. And then... And then you have Donald Morrison. Pleasance. Yeah. Donald Pleasance is great in it. Yeah. Oh, wow. There, there you go. See, for me, my knowledge of the Australian film, and I grew up in Australia, is it didn't, before Crocodile Dundee, <laughs> we had a movie called Alvin Purple. Have you guys heard of that? No. Nope. You, you see, you, yeah. you, you know yeah. Alvin Purple? Alvin Purple's like, um, you ever heard of a video game called Live to Suit Larry, where a guy just goes around fucking yes. everything? Yes. It was that. He goes around fucking things? Yeah. 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 It's like this, uh, they call it a point and click adventure, so you just point and click everywhere. And this man just walks around, and you have to establish situations through dialogue. There's no shooting involved. Oh, so it's like um, it's like a text adventure. It's like, like Grand Theft Auto without the murder in the cars. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's there's points in the game where you can get you can get beat up, but you can't beat up anyone. <laughs> and we decided to make a movie about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think Alvin Purple was a TV show that they spun off into, but it was pretty much a guy just rooting his way around Australia. It was, <laughs> and then so after that, may, maybe they thought after seeing Alvin Purple, like we can't let. That's why this movie slept. It probably was the same time. They're like, we don't want to diminish our reputation. We'll hide it. Oh, here's Crocodile Dundee. That's our movie industry, and they pretty much launched it. And then after that, yeah, then we stopped making movies, and we what what. We turn into make, we make a lot of wank movies like oh yeah Somersault yeah Somersault uh, which launched Abby have you guys seen Somersault oh uh, boy nope. I've boring. seen it twice and I still don't know what it was about it oh, is what is a wank movie oh so, oh yeah sorry for the self indulgent freaking artsy crap that's not so what do you really call artsy. porn. <laughs> uh, self indulgent art. This is a fairly new genre. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's very self indulgent, sort of like you know. They, it's they'd, very rather white. You, they'd rather you yeah. walk out of the movie going, what the fuck happened, rather than, oh, I enjoyed that. Well, no, no, it's all those artsy types that go, oh, it was very poignant. And you're like, no, it wasn't. It was just, it, it doesn't really represent Australian life at all. Uh, it's it's an elitist kind of view of like how Australia should be. Yeah. I hate to say it, but one of my definitions of art is something that white people like that other white people don't understand. Um, it's art. I liked it then. It was great. <laughs> it was poignant, and it's just so many rich colors. And just, I think it called in mind that African diaspora, and the, the, <laughs> and I just, it's just, and then, and it calls to mind John Steinbeck. And <laughs> I think you've just described Screen Australia's manifesto. <laughs> Did they hire you as a consultant ten years ago? These are some white people I know who don't understand it, and so it's great. <laughs> well, Somersault, like for a movie that I, I, like it did nothing here, but I think Abby Cornish and Worthington, I think, was in it too. Sam yeah, Worthington. Yeah, yeah. It was a movie that launched both those guys to Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, for yeah, such a wanky movie. It did. It inflicted <laughs> what, Worthington. What is it on the world. about? 
uh, a girl coming to age, like she's like, you know, bullshit. Uh, not yeah, enough nudity. Yeah, no yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty much, you just yeah. you're watching it going. When's it gonna get nude? When's she gonna get nude? When she and that no, no nothing. You fall asleep before. Yeah. Does it? There, is there I, a I don't nude remember scene? the nude scene. If I no. if I, I, I would just, remember it. To but. me, Audrey Hepburn calling it the coming of age market for girls. I mean, it's just. She, uh, I mean, I know a lot of women lose their mind. Audrey Hepburn, even still, but it just seemed to me like, in most of her movies, she would be beautiful, but she didn't know how beautiful she was, and then somebody would meet her and go, "You're really beautiful," and then they help her discover how beautiful she was, and then all of a sudden, she's in Paris. <laughs> 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 to me, that's an Audrey Hepburn movie. <laughs> Uh, well, according to a Wikipedia page, it's, it's pretty much her in real life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know why I still look beautiful. <laughs> but but was... I'm in Paris! <laughs> <laughs> and Siobhan, she makes clothes for me. <laughs> well, it's kind of interesting that um, that, that, that model, of, um, the whole, you know, girls down on life, blah, blah, and then some person, you know, finds beauty in it. Louis C.K. did an episode recently on his Louis show where he was the down of out of luck person this rich white girl comes and like you know helps him out takes him out to like a beach house and everything and did the whole flip reverse of it but he ends up you know punching her in the face uh i'm just thinking that it's very uh, that that model's been going for years and like if feminists want to get angry they should get angry at those type of movies more than anything else i don't think that they can they can agree amongst themselves what to get angry about mm. i mean there's some women who they don't like uh, being referred to as ma'am and having doors open for them because that feels that that's degrading to them and it demeans them and, and, it, and it robs them of, what do you call it? it, it infantilizes them. But there are other women who think, well, no, I mean, I'm all, you know, trying to bring paternalism down, but I like doors being held for me. And so you have, and women could rule the world if they could, I mean, if they could just agree amongst themselves for a day. <laughs> <laughs> They edit that out. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll take that. Yeah. yeah, I just don't want them to know. <laughs> Hillary 2016, here we come. Did you guys see in the paper the other week? It was uh, one of the Republicans claims that Hillary Clinton is brain damaged. They've no, come out with well, which Republican? Oh, I can't think. It's one of the. It's one of the douche. He's on Fox News. One of those guys. It's kind of. It's, it's, it's a tough sell. Somebody coming from the Republican right. Yeah. <laughs> somebody else brain damaged. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but they claim because Hillary was two years ago. She had a fall and had a blood clot, and she was in hospital for like three weeks or something. So, oh, that's too long. She's clearly brain damaged, and that that's like their smear on her now that she's going into. But if it was a legitimate rape. Uh, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> We've gone wow. into seizures hopeful hour. Seizure, seizure's definition of politics is very different to everybody. <laughs> no, did you know, don't you remember that the whole um, the Republican Party saying um, uh, there was a couple senators saying um, uh, they were trying to go against abortion, saying, "Well, you know, what about those victims that have been raped?" And they were like, "Well, if it's a legitimate rape, you know, the body oh, yeah, would yeah, find yeah. a way of self defense." And it's just like. Okay, the brain damage argument. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm stretching here. Um, trying to link the two. All right, whatever. Let's yes, just move brain on. damage and rape. Yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's quite a wide gulf. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's more about how fucked the Republican Party is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I think, uh, yeah but it I think... came out more about how fucked up Jew is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, I pick and choose what I want to say. Here's someone from the Republicans listening to this go, that Caesar's got some ideas. Let's get him, yeah. let's get him to run Caesar in Arkansas. 2016. Yeah. <laughs> he can run in Arkansas. I like that. Be, yeah, would you think you'd run for politics? No, 
No. No, I, 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 well, depends. If we end up becoming uh, like, I don't know, uh, a republic? Like, cu- like Cuba and like, you know, where there's wars and stuff, then I could probably do something there. Like, you know, do some kind of Because of your, spill, your experience as a guerrilla fighter? Well, <laughs> well, I, I'm from Israel. Right? And I'm never from Israel. So like, I've got that blood in me. You know, I just... Well, know. Americans made Rambo. That don't mean me ready to kill a bunch of niggas. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rambo's on well, the line. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> Israel's a whole bunch. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, all right. But just hang on. Cuba. Cuba, yeah. there's not that many fighting going not, on. Not at the moment, but I mean, like, Cuba in what? Was it the 70s? Or the 60s? It would have uh, been uh, much of the 20th century. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. I mean, the wars, they, they, they had to fend off America a bunch of times yeah. before the 60s. Like, I've seen Platoon. I know how it goes. You know, I, I know what to do. <laughs> Based on that one movie, <laughs> so here you've yeah. seen Mate, you might want to watch, you know, rock, maybe Rambo just to get some a bit more fun. What about you, Reg? Did you ever consider politics? I mean, not you know, not as a, 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 a sentient adult. Um, the military folk came out to our school, and they gave like this standardized test, and that meant you got to get out of class. So I came out of class and I went and took the test. The man called next week and he was like, "Man, you just..." You just was nine points away from like being qualified to enlist as an officer. And I'm like 17, right? So I'm like, wow, that's impressive. I ain't never thought about going in the military, but if I go in as an officer, yeah, well, that's not interesting. So a man come around and talk to me and my parents. And then, you know, the man be like, so this is what happened if you just retake the test. And I'm pretty sure you can get nine more points. You can go in as an enlisted officer. And my dad, who was from the military, my dad just said, no, dog. <laughs> well, how, how did, what did that do to your like ego when your dad said no, though? Well, I mean, no. my father explained to me that it was very unlikely that in a very old and established military, one that had a lot of privilege and entitlement based on, uh, in many cases, being white, that it was not going to let a boy fresh out of high school. <laughs> <laughs> After three weeks of basic training, walk in and be called lieutenant. <laughs> he just explained to me that it was very nonsensical, and it, and uh, he said that you know, the older I get and the more I know about military structure, the more offensive that I would know that the entire meeting was. Mm. It was just one of those tricks to get poor kids into it's the military. Not, yeah. Yeah, man, you go in as officer. And man, a general, I think, man. I mean, why don't you come in as a general? Oh, you thought as a general. Did they, show, did they show stripes as sort of a recruitment <laughs> And you get to drive this combi van around Germany. It's great. And the military police, they'll sleep with you. <laughs> I, I did, yeah, because you, you hear about that in the movies, like the, the military. That's the big difference between America and Australia. The mili- Like our... The people we send to war are pretty well trained. Like they generally go for uni graduates. Like they have their own university and they train. Whereas America, it's just like you'll do anyone in. Well, see, that's that's because America spends a lot more concerted effort trying to kill people in foreign countries. <laughs> Y'all don't do that as much. Well, yet I yes. think which I think it's changing. I think oh, we, yeah. I think we, we're following your model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Y'all want to be like us, but it ain't fun. It ain't fun. <laughs> just you know, you go go places and you can't tell if people love you if they're just scared of you. You know, there's no way to live. Well, that's one thing I'm because I went to in, I was in Feb, LA in February and I couldn't get over how friendly American people are. Mm-hmm. Like over, like you get to LA and people are so nice, and mm-hmm. I'm like, but I've been told in on the world you guys are dicks. Mm-hmm. You're, but they're not. They're really nice people. Well, see, that's the thing, man. It takes, it takes, 
It takes 50 Somalians, 50 dead Somalians, to make one Los Angelino happy. <laughs> a lot of people don't know that. So it's, it's, <laughs> Wow, that, 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 that's that, gee, I'm just doing well, the maths in my head, all the nice people I met, wow, is there anyone left in Somalia? I Intense global sadness fuels the capitalist system, <laughs> <laughs> as you might find. Uber capitalism requires that somebody brown must die. Yes. <laughs> it's funny, there's this, um, it reminds me of this uh, Cheech Marin movie where he plays a hippie. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, gee, which yeah, one was that? <laughs> it was this one that did in like the late 80s where uh, I think it was Eric Roberts in it as well where they're like you know former hippies and they decide to you know tell the truth about you know there's a secret war going on um, in some like you know Arab country and they prove to the world it happens and the twist at the end was basically that um, Americans were like yeah let's go for it let's go kill those people and they just you know it backfired on them um, and it's it just we had like showing that was like yeah they are happy by killing people and doing all that stuff. Yeah, but it's, well, it's the Michael Moore movie, Canadian Bacon. Yeah. When the president's <laughs> got some controversy and he's like, we'll declare war on Canada. And they start like this whole frivolous, <laughs> yeah, laughing. Yeah, it was. I like that movie. That was, that was good. Yeah. It was John Candy, wasn't it? Yeah. I yeah. never saw that film. It was quite, I think it was Michael Moore's probably only Feature non- film. Yeah, yeah, feature film. Man, what happened to that guy? He had, a, he had a good history. He could have gone on to things. He could have maybe done a Paulie Shaw movie after that. <laughs> you got fatter and <laughs> Should I do Guns or a Paulie Shaw movie? Well, one's like really, really a tough subject to do, so he did Guns. Uh, guns was easier. Yeah, 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 much easier than bringing back Paulie Shaw. <laughs> ah, Paulie. We'll have you on the podcast, Paulie, next time you're out in Australia. Call us. <laughs> uh, have, you, have, you done, have you done the LA Comedy Store? at all like when in, do you do much comedy in america or is it i haven't done a lot yet i've done maybe 30 40 gigs total but i haven't toured yeah. i just you know i've been like visiting a friend and like hey man y'all got a comic club now let's see if they let me on and it's like they don't know who i am or anything and that's part of the benefit of it mm. you get to like you know go on and see what it's like see how that system matriculates very often they're very rude to you mm. if they feel like you're a nobody and then if you go on stage, you lay a little thunder down on the, on the floor. You come back and they're, they're like, oh, my God, why don't I know your name? Because you weren't nice to me when I gave it the first time. <laughs> you were busy cunting me out. <laughs> I remember when I was in L.A. because I walked past the Laugh Factory and I saw these people lining up and I thought, oh, maybe someone big's playing. So I thought, I'll go over and go, oh, here you guys waiting to see. And it was 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And they go, oh, we're here for the open mic. And I go... Wow, who's on? They go, no, no, we've got to sign up. You had to wait, like, whoever the first 15 in line were at 6 o'clock, get a spot. And these guys are lining up for three hours on a Tuesday just to do that. And it's... Yeah. It was, yeah, it's a bit... It was, yeah. I was... Yeah, it's a... Uh... It's very challenging to the self-esteem being a comedian in Los Angeles. Yeah, okay, very okay. challenging to the self-esteem. And I, and I felt really bad because I'd actually emailed them in advance and said, oh, I'm over from Australia on this date and they put me on. Yeah. So, so LA Comics, if you're listening, pretend you're from out of town. <laughs> I know, the same thing. Yeah. It was like, you know, I walked in, I went to the factory too, you know, mm. trying to get to get on. And the man, he looked at me like, the fuck are you? And the dude with me, he's like, yeah, he's from Georgia, but he live in England. England, huh? All right. <laughs> I'm a kind of an anomaly in LA, so I kind of look Mexican but with a British accent. So I kind of like put people out of phase. I, I remember in the hotels, like I walk past some cleaners and they looked at me like, 
do you speak Spanish? I go, no, not a word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, no, 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 no. I never learned any of the peasant languages. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's great just to confound people sometimes. Yeah. I think I recommend that for you, Seizure. Yeah, uh, I'll definitely do that. <laughs> nah, mate, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, Aussie enough. <laughs> we should go together and do a tour. <laughs> uh, well, we'll, we'll, we'll clean up there because, like, we're the like the minority minority. You know? <laughs> the name of the tour will be called the Unlikely Niggers. Maybe packies. You might have to drive around though, because I think airport security might hold you up a, bit, yeah. a few times. Oh man, mm. no man. To that. If I was gonna ship some heroin, if I was gonna fly some heroin in, going through customs, one of y'all would go just ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> now y'all just go. Got a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> What you mean? What you mean you hate the fucking infidel? What, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> this could be a good tour. We could just book, like, airport lounges and play, play them there. It's like, uh, where's, where's our headline act? He's over there, just if you'll just turn your seats around. Oh, he's interacting with airport security. It's lovely. It's a lovely experience. <laughs> I can only... Hey, man, what's that ticking sound I keep hearing on your body? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> oh, I see. My anus has to be investigated again. See you in half now. <laughs> Why's that Australian girl got fifteen body boards? Oh, we'll just let her through. You know? So what's going on here politically? Politically, you oh. say it's all fucked up. It seems like it's in the last time I was here. What's his name? Kevin. Kevin Rudd. Rudd. Kevin Rudd. He seemed to be running a tight ship here, and I was. And then at that time, that was uh, the whole big talk about um, uh, internet. Uh, getting uh, wide coverage internet. I remember I asked dude, I said, what's the big deal? He says, well, it's very expensive. And I said, well, why? He says, fiber optics, very small. But in Australia, you need a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so, and so and that's when I left. When I came back, it was like he has been, and, and no way that anyone can really explain to me, he's been ousted from power. He was three prime ministers ago. Three prime ministers. And I ain't been... It's what, been four years yeah, since I've yeah. been... What happened? Kevin was the prime minister. His deputy challenged him and took over, Julia Gillard. She... Oh, so he backstabbed. Yeah, he got he got stabbed in the... Oh, head. some old godfather oh, shit happened, man. They sort of said, Kev, yeah, we're going to root you out. And Kev then did the dignified thing. He sat in the back benches, backstabbed her, leaked against her, like stabbed her in the back. Till it got to the point when they go into a new election, they realize, yeah, Julie's not going to win. Hey, Kev, you want the job back? Kev was thrown the suicide pass. He had six weeks. I think he had about six weeks to run to the election. He lost to Tony Abbott, who's he's now our douchebag. He's a right, he's very right wing. He's very right wing conservative. Um, he, yeah, he doesn't believe in a separation of church and state. He wants so. to put more churches in schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, and then so then we've just had. We, now, the world's been through the global financial crisis. Australia got through it pretty well because Kevin Rudd actually spent money, which governments are supposed to do. And Tony Abbott ran on this myth of, oh, we've got a budget crisis. We haven't got enough money. We haven't. It's a lie. It's a complete lie. The idiots fell for it. Now he delivered his first budget where he's, he's, cut, he's cut everything back. So he's cut welfare. He's cut uh, Medicare, which is like... You know. Yeah, basically now, like we used to have universal health care. If you want to go to the doctor now, it costs you $7. Um, if you're under 30 and you lose your job, you have to wait six months before you get unemployment benefits. 
Yeah, I just I don't. That's the one that gets me. It's like if you're under thirty, it's pretty much assumed your parents will look after you now. It's yeah. yeah. That's if you have parents. Yeah. Um. The uh, every basically this, everything in the budget got cut except for they gave a quarter of a billion dollars so that we can have a school chaplain in every school. So a priest. They clearly haven't seen what's going on in the royal commission, and also military spending's gone up. Two percent mm. of our GDP is now spent on the army. So, <laughs> and here's the, here's the ironic bit: they want to spend more money on medical research. However, they're cutting funding from hospitals, they're cutting funding from uh, doc- doc- doctors, healthcare, and yeah, this guy's yes. a moron. Nah, the sad thing is he's not a moron, he's playing to his agenda, like his yeah. agenda is fuck poor people, and the reason he's cut, like he's cut $80 billion out of hospital and um, education because he wants the states to ask to raise it, the GST, and we have a goods and services tax on it, pretty much everything you buy except I think food and basic items are exempt. It's I think it's either ten or I think it's ten percent, but he wants to raise it to fifteen percent. But he hasn't got the balls to do it himself, so he wants the states to do it. Well, in the UK, we got VAT, which is value added tax, and it used to be seventeen and a half percent. But when the economic crisis hit, they raised it to twenty percent, and yeah, and I, when people were outraged, and and now people just accept it as the norm. I mean, you know, I mean, how much how how much of an increase do you see in goods now? Yeah, well, I think the way it's going is he's like he's playing a typical right-wing election in that it's three years till he has to face up to the music. So the first, this year, he'll cut everything. He'll do all the bad moves. Yeah. Then the next two years, oh, here's a tax cut. Here's a tax cut. He's, I'm a nice guy. Get in for another three years. I'm taking your tax cut away. I'm taking your tax you, cut away. You think it's, you're being manoeuvred. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty right. much we are being yeah, yeah However, right, positioned. I've, I've never seen this much outrage in politics like See, you, you, yeah. you haven't lived. They no, were no. angry when Howard was I know, in power. I know I ha- they were angry when Howard was in power, but like, this is like, everyone's getting involved in this. No, like, only, on the, Facebook, uh, only on Facebook. Only on Facebook. Okay, okay. Facebook. look yes. at the March in March. That yeah, was massive. That was pointless. Yeah, it was, was okay, it was pointless, pointless, but there was a lot of people involved. Yeah, yeah. and all these people would have, like, I think the last election, 50% of Australia voted for the Liberals. 46% voted for Labor. Mm-hmm. What you saw at March March was 30% of that 50% went and said, oh, we're angry, we're angry. It wasn't people who voted for Liberals at March in March. It was just a bunch of the converted going around saying, we're angry, we want this, we want this, we want this. Oh, Billy Bragg's playing. That's cool. That was what March in March is. It was, yeah, it was pointless. Mm. And I mean, it's three years away. It's not like we can overthrow the government. <laughs> Do you guys generally l- lament your politicians? Are there any politicians you root for? Kevin Rudd was really popular. Yeah. Like he was when he got axed, a lot of people were angry, and he's probably like on social media. He's very popular. He's got a lot of followers. He has a high Q rating. So he, but now there's sort of no one. The Greens used to be respected, like our Green Party, but at the moment their leader's pretty uninspiring. So Clive Palmer, who's a billionaire, <laughs> bought his way into. If you've got an afternoon, Wikipedia Clive Palmer because he's become the people's hero even though he's a mining billionaire. He's, <laughs> so, you, so he has money and resources and you know he, what, wants to, he wants to do good by the people. He, no, no, no. no. He wants to fight crime, I think. You know what his company's <laughs> called? He's, his mining company's called China First. <laughs> and he's for the people. He bought one. He did well, one of the best things he ever did. He bought Australia's premier, one of the premier golf courses, Coolum, and it was like it was where they held the Australian Open. It was very rich, very exclusive. He put giant dinosaurs up all around it and said, "No, this should be opened up to the people." 
And like, yeah, so I admire that. He's sort of like, I think he saw Caddyshack and thought, yeah, that's a good business model for him. <laughs> so yeah, that's where we're at. It's, and he's also, has he built it yet? The Titanic 2? Oh yeah, he's making plans to build a replica, a real life replica of the Titanic. Oh wow. Yeah. Call it the Titanic 2. Well, you know. I don't think he saw the end of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, people have to have hobbies. <laughs> you can't just go down to the model shop and buy one. Let's do it for real. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, you're a billionaire. I'm sure there's tax breaks involved. I've got more money than Bruce Wayne. <laughs> what would you do if he had that stupid amount of money that he does? Like, he's bought his way into parliament. He's got a quite a. He's got the balance of power. So, everything the government wants to put through at the moment, they have to deal with Clive. So... He, he can get whatever he wants within reason. So, but if you had his level of wealth, what would you guys do with it? Batsuit. <laughs> Batsuit. Mm. I'm guessing Siege wouldn't have that wealth for long. <laughs> Not at all. I'll let you go first. I would take a look at most of the people and see what they needed. i see who was hungry, who was destitute, who didn't have no hope in terms of education. Then I look and see who's uh, health-wise affected. And whatever's left left over, I would build a model, a scale model, sovereign class Starship Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> but that depends on how much I had left, though. See, actually, in the paper today, there's a house for sale. I, th- I think it's in LA. And it's got the bridge of the Starship Enterprise and it's built into a room. So, yeah, there you go. Isn't That's he your... heavily in debt? I think I read him. Uh, yeah, probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. guessing. Guessing. <laughs> I'm guessing there was a tech boom crash. And some, his startup didn't get bought by Google. So. Yeah. What would you do? That's really difficult. I mean, all I ever think about is just buying consumer goods. <laughs> I think with being a billionaire, we'll only make a one percent dent in it. I don't know. Um, What's that? Brewster's Millions, where it's like yeah. Richard Pryor is given a million dollars and a day to spend it. But you couldn't get any possessions. You know what? That's probably an easier challenge for me rather than trying to figure out how to spend billions. Yeah, I can do a million easy, I think. You, what about a billion? Could you blow a billion in a day? Like, you're not allowed to buy houses or... One nuke. What? One nuke. One nuke. Yeah, sell it to Kim Jong-il. Two cases of plutonium. What is it? Yeah. There's like a website you could go to where you could buy islands. You can buy yeah. like small islands and stuff. So... But the way Australia's going, you can probably buy us. She <laughs> <laughs> <you> like mining. <laughs> well, yeah. So, but I think I wouldn't be able to spend it in a day. I think the paperwork would at least take a week. <laughs> but it'd be very difficult to spend something like that in a day. I don't think you can. You, you can do it just purely because of administrative. Uh, <laughs> you, yeah, you, 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 you won't be able to do that. It won't. And it won't. If you try to pay by credit card, it won't come out of your account until about three days later. <laughs> <laughs> you thought the logistics through quite well. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think He's very it. efficient. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the efficient. The future belongs to the efficient. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking we might... Yeah, I was just thinking, if, is there anyone out there? Probably Gina Reinhardt, another mining man. You want to give us a billion so we can test this theory to see if you could get rid of, offloaded in a day? There, there's one that's... Uh, you know, she, hopefully, she never gets in politics. She, she has, doesn't need to. She doesn't, yeah. she's, it's Gina Reinhardt. You, you guys heard of her? Or at, one sta- <laughs> at one stage, depending on the price of nickel or, no, or uh, iron ore, she was the richest woman in the world. I think I did read about yeah, her. Yeah, like she was... If all her mining projects in five years should be worth about twenty billion, so she'll head to that top ten. But she's pretty evil. Like, yeah. Is she? She's suing. She's involved in a court battle with her own kids at the moment. So 
Yeah, that don't mean you're evil. It might mean your kids evil. No, yeah, no, no, no. no but well, <laughs> what the reason she's suing them was she inherited all her wealth from her father, and she had to fight her stepmother for it. And the part of the thing, this father, her father set up a trust for her and her kids to go on. And I think at the age of whenever, whatever year it was, two thousand and six, it was supposed to be vested over. So rather than her being in charge, children came in charge. She changed it. So instead of 2006, it was 2068. So she changed it illegally without her kids. Allegedly, allegedly, I should say, in case she wants to sue us. So yeah, she pretty much tried to screw her kids out of all her, their billions of dollars. And now they've got to sue her for it. Yep. She also... that, that, that hasn't been proven, though. It's just been alleged. Well, yeah, alleged. It's... I don't want to say too much definitively. Because it's an unwritten fact. I don't have the money. It's an unwritten to, yeah. fact. <laughs> I don't have the money like to fight things. her in court. Um, I don't think her kids do, to be honest. And she also was like saying how that she should pay her coal miners two dollars an hour. Yeah, yeah, she she wants to. She said in Africa they work for two dollars a day. Australians are spoiled. That's her argument for because there is an argument at the moment amongst the rich here that they want to get rid of the minimum wage. <laughs> Which it it goes so well and yeah so <laughs> well yeah we she she clearly doesn't understand how Australians live yeah <laughs> well I mean as opposed to someone in an African country yeah no yeah she she clearly only saw the good side of Africa <laughs> in her trip over there you know Idi Amin works for two dollars a day and they were happy they yeah, were happy. happy be grateful for breaking your back yeah, work you you want more money work harder there's there's twenty four hours in a day that's forty eight dollars a day you can make you don't need sleep it's but sadly that's her view like she's a very I mean whereas Clive Palmer put up the money and went into parliament she's probably got the influ- she owns part of Channel 10 and part of the Age newspaper and so yeah she's she's got her influence just she doesn't really need to spend the money that Clive has mm. so yeah. yeah so aren't you glad you're back in Australia Rich my yeah I thought something felt different <laughs> there's that slight twinge of evil in there okay <laughs> Now on this tour, you've done you did Melbourne, Sydney. Did you get to Perth, or are you on? Perth is on the way there. On the way there. Ah, oh, nice. So you're heading to Perth. Uh, well, that that's where Gina lives. So is that right? Yeah. So <laughs> should we leave two comp tickets on the door because she's a she's a rather large lady, so she'd probably want to stretch out. Can we give Gina plus one a ticket to your show? Mm. I might ask her to take me to where she live at. <laughs> Just go around there and visit. Hey, it's an impromptu visit. I don't know if you know what they're saying about you. But it ain't nice, baby. Come on over here and tell Daddy what you've been doing. <laughs> you been over here fucking up? T- tell Daddy the truth now. You been over here fucking up? <laughs> Come on, stop crying now. <laughs> tell me what they did to you. All right, what they did. Sit on Daddy's lap. Tell me what they did to you. Okay. I understand that. Uh, yeah, I understand that too. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes stepmothers are a bitch. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but... But but you can't disenfranchise people just because, you know, your stepmama was a bitch. And besides, you don't beat her already. How many more times you need to beat her? Come on, you grown woman. You a mama. You supposed to know these things. Well, that's your reality. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait a minute now. Okay. Yeah, I'm presuming that she's not a wise ass like some people I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, so there you go. Ladies, if anyone's listening out there and can give us Gina Reinhardt's address in the next day or so, <laughs> Gina, you're going to have a visitor. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming along, Reg. So after Perth, where are you off to then? 
Back to the uh, U of K. U of K. Is Edinburgh Fringe Festival on the cards this year? Not this year. I uh, have an assignment elsewhere. Ah, nice. So, and uh, he hasn't, in a timely fashion, completed the dual vision separating me into two different people. Probably, apparently won't be ready till 2020 or something now, will it? Yes, the duplication drive is is, is still in development. (laughs) So anyway, yeah. I'm um I'm getting prepared for my 2015 attack. Sweet. So there you go. 2015. And in the interim, you can be found on Twitter at is it Reg underscore Hunter or is it Reg? It's at Reginald D Hunter. Reginald D Hunter. So yeah. Follow me on Twitter to keep update and when when that attack is ready. Cash, <laughs> you're on Twitter at at Cash Seth, but I don't really post anything to it. But feel free to drop me a line. I, yeah, I'll say hello. Sure, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you'll follow. You'll follow. You get a follow. You follow back. Yeah, sure. Why not? There you go. So follow in, ladies and Seizure, you're on Twitter at... I am Seizure. There you go. And you got a show coming up in the Fringe Festival later in the year. Yep. It's called... Untitled Cancer Project. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. So, mm. Assuming he doesn't hit too many one kilo burritos in the interim. Seizure's oh, I'm doing research. Back. Research. Research. Yeah. All the shows I know that have cancer in the title have just gone on a swimming success. <laughs> well, there was there was one um, in Melbourne a couple of years <laughs> yeah. ago called Luke Has Cancer. And it was about a young comedian. And he... It was bad, like it had a picture of him and he looked pretty bad. And I thought, and my plan was the next, he didn't do a show the year after. I was going to call my show the year after in memory of Luke <laughs> to try and cash in, but no, we didn't. Thankfully, Luke made it through, so he's all good. But. And then the third year, you could have came back with, uh, damn, nigga, you ain't dead yet. <laughs> so there you go. Next, My next year's show will be called In Memory of Seizure Kaiser, ladies and gentlemen. So thank you guys for listening. For more information, check out comedyonedge.com. Follow us on Twitter at comedyonedge. Hopefully that you'll be listening to this. Seizure hasn't fucked it up too much. In the Maybe Seizure. Maybe a seizure show could be called A Burrito in the Ass of Comedy. Supports <laughs> <laughs> you by Mad Max. <laughs> oh, right. And everyone who sits through the show gets a free wrestling mask. <laughs> oh, ladies, we're going off to pitch this, sell this. So, ladies, thank you for tuning in and seizure hit the music. Music.